Matt. Matt Delaloy. We will win. Um, hey, man. Hey. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Thanks. How are you? Um, I am great, and I'm really happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here, man. I'm yeah. be a part of this. This is great. I wanted you on here because I think you're a super interesting person. Um, very interesting. I'm glad someone does. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, sort of job path is like unique, to say the least. So yeah. uh, I wanted to talk about that. Um, but I just remembered before um, we go down that road, uh, it was your birthday recently and Ooh, I uh, made you something. So, Did you? Uh, happy birthday, oh Mr. Mabs. This presented no awfully. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Oh, what stone is that? Uh, that is like pearl, like pearl essence. Mother of pearl. Yeah, from a seashell inside. Oh. Um, this so, is awesome, man. For the viewers, I put an image up and then you can see. What okay. he's got. <laughs> so good, man. Yeah, because I've been badgering you for ages on this <laughs> that you well, released like, on your competition a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, very few people have um, expressed desire for these things. Uh, I can sell them, so now I'm giving them away. <laughs> uh, so for you to, to love it as much as you did when, when you came to do Project Episode 2, everyone, Matt's featured in that one. I put, um, put it on now, I put it right next to my yeah. other mm. Alexander Run. Product, Merch? yeah, the climbing shoe, yeah, which I suppose is a good starting point. That's how we met, right? Um, the climbing, <laughs> what, what, what a seamless, <laughs> seamless kind of segue, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, we both had a love of climbing, yeah, um, met, uh, uh, yeah, met at the bouldering wall, yeah, that's great. Old Brian, shout out, I'll tag them in this, okay. um, oh, yeah, it's just a brilliant place to, um, one, it's just great fun, but it's also just great to meet people, it's just such a social. Yeah, thing and I found for after doing it for a few years, I found that pretty much everyone who climbs is usually quite cool. Yeah, so they're, they're usually doing like a good place in life. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, or, or, or at least seem like they are pretending. Yeah, yeah. Pretend yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if you're gonna go climb a wall and challenge yourself, because that's hard in itself. Like, I didn't quite realize mm. how difficult it is even to do the easy grades. Then you're in a state of mind where you want to challenge yourself, right? Which mm. is a healthy state of mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and just the adrenaline, just, <laughs> it's just such a simple thing to do. You're just climbing up a wall, but it's quite, um, there's quite a lot to it, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like, going into I thought, oh, yeah, I'm just going to muscle my way up these walls mm. and see what goes on. But actually, there's quite a lot of just little finer details, just like the direction that you point your toes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's just great fun. Yeah. And, yeah, I love climbing with you, man. We we climbed there and we went and we've done some done some time out outdoors as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was great. What the farm was the farm called? Stone Farm. Uh, Stone Rock Farm. Mm. Stone Farm Rocks. Yeah, that one. But yeah, we need to do that again sometime. That was fun. Terrifying. I much prefer indoor climbing to outdoor just because of the risk factor. When I was outdoors, I was absolutely petrified. Mm. Um, when indoor, you've got like mats and uh, you you can fall on those. And yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, how how do you feel about doing outdoors but with ropes and everything? Yeah, better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when we went to high sports that day, um, mm. I, I trusted the harnesses. Um, yeah, it's just free climbing that I was uncomfortable. I will. That's all right. Well, we need to get you, get you on the wall with with some ropes. Yeah, sort it out. We'll do it. Definitely. Mm. Um, okay, so. Pick up where we left off. Um, work like so. What do you currently do? Uh, I current. I 
currently I'm working from home mm-hmm. for a tele- television production called The Repair Shop. Yes. It's, on, it's on BBC One. Which I've watched and it's amazing, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's, a good, it's a good, fun show. It's really nice. Um, but before before the apocalypse, I was, I was on location um, as a location assistant, mm-hmm. which is a very vague sort of job job district job description mm-hmm. it means you are kind of a jack of all trades and do a bit of everything and w- one of my main roles is the middleman between the cameras and the editors okay packaging up and getting it all into a format that the editors can just start they can just get the scissors out and start cutting um yeah and it's, it's great fun but um yeah i just lost my train of thought that's right work is like a really mundane thing when you're asked about people don't like I never really if someone asks me well, what do I do I'm like oh, I, I don't even think about that mm-hmm. I just tend to do it so it's usually like the exciting things that, yeah. uh, that we remember right yeah which is the other stuff <laughs> yeah so if, if you're yeah if, if you ask me uh if you asked me two years ago that question I would have been like I chase hurricanes <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I wouldn't so, have dropped that bomb in I did it in episode two already that yeah Matt chased hurricanes for a living um which is just the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it was for a TV show for Dave, and uh, yeah, I did chase and film hurricanes. Well, I was chasing a hurricane chaser, mm. uh, well, part of a team that was chasing hur- a hurricane chaser into these hurricanes, yeah. which got us into some just crazy situations. Yeah. The ones I'll never forget, or, one, or ones that have, that, that have just made a, a really extreme impression on me. I remember I heard about it when you were at the wall because uh, some guys saw you on TV and they were like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then I actually looked at the footage and I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, that's yeah. insane. Like, like, and then I compared it to like, when you watch Bear Grylls run around, mm. you're like, wow, Bear Grylls is cool. Like, you know, it's obviously staged, but um, the cameraman does everything that Bear Grylls does with a camera. So I was like, mm. what, what, I mean, that just puts you in the like, high bracket zone of being cool. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And. Um, for this TV show, the camera people were um, almost characters in, in there. So the Hurricane Chaser was the main character, but the crew, because they were experiencing it as well, um, we were going to families and going and uh, following um, various rescue efforts post-hurricanes. So we became characters on this show. Um, it's also just a, an easier way to edit things. Yeah. And we don't have to hide, like, oh, I need to hide our, hide our microphone. It's, uh, yeah, it's... It, it, um, but yeah, so two years ago, I would have been like, I think I, I think when I, when I was in the lead up to the Hurricane Show, I think I put that as like my Tinder bio or something. It was like <laughs> a Chase Hurricanes. I filmed the Chase Hurricanes for a living. Because it's cool as fuck. Like they are the most terrifying things like I've ever seen. And I'd say a tsunami is the only other thing that would oh, worry yeah. me more. <laughs> but you get, you get flash flooding in hurricanes as well. So, so it's, it's like, yeah, <laughs> sometimes, depending where you are, if you're really unlucky, uh, then, yeah, you could have wind and flooding to, to worry about. Yeah. I knew this Australian guy that um, we were talking about how awful Australia is with, like, the, the insects and everything, just everything. Yeah. And uh, he was like, mate, we get fire tornadoes. It's a bushfire with a, a devil's... Uh, <laughs> I was, like, yeah, shocked, but... I think fire is more bearable than flash floods and and just like the sheer size of like a, a hurricane. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's, it's tough. Well, it's it, it's tricky comparing that natural disaster. I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> like right choice. Do. But one or the other. Uh, but 
um, just because I've seen what the what the flash flooding can do. So um, in for Hurricane Michael, which is in which is in Panama City, Florida, um, we uh, it turned up to be a a Category Five hurricane. I think it was it, it think it's one of the top five hurricanes to ever hit America. How many categories are there in a five? Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Right. So uh, yeah, um, and uh, we. Maybe about twelve hours before the hurricane, which we're, it was about it was about one a.m. in the morning. We're we're finding places where we could sort of hunker down because you, you kind of have to do um, a, a big sweep of the coast because sometimes hurricanes can can change direction last minute. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, we need uh, so we've got three options of where we could possibly be, and the last one was a place in in Mexico Beach, a place a, a small town called Mexico Beach, and we were there trying to figure things out where where to be and, try, and where to hunker down and we almost ran out of the hurricane there but um, it, it we're extremely lucky not to because um the hurricane chaser informed us that um so if this is if, if this is the coast and a hurricane is moving in this in this direction here mm-hmm. and this is the sea the the hurricane is going to push water onto the land here and in florida it's quite flat or in, in a lot of south america it's quite flat so um, here we'll experience lots of flooding, so there's no way we're going to be here. So we're going to be on the top. We're going to be on the top end. Yeah. Um, it's just one one less thing to worry about. And we went there about twelve hours before, twelve hours after the hurricane, and um, we uh, we weren't actually allowed onto the scene, mm-hmm. but we had a drone. So we so so we sent up the drone and and got these um, just incredible. Landscapes and just super harrowing landscape mm-hmm. landscapes because we could see roads and where houses used to be, mm-hmm. and that was it. It was just flat, and that was a town, and it is is right on the coast, and it's just totally flat, and yeah. So, um, as well as being an incredibly exciting thing to say that I've done, it was also probably one of the saddest things I've done as well because you yeah. see people just lose everything, and you're talking to these people and. Uh, whether it's their home, their whole livelihood, their town, sometimes family members and friends they might have lost. Mm-hmm. So you're confronted with something that's really extreme. And the hurricane chaser, a guy called Josh, um, he he only saw the hurricane and the data side of things. Yeah. Whereas as the but the filmmaker side and the crew side of things, um, we we had that to deal with, and also. We tried to really show the the human stories here, and and yeah, and they are obviously very very harrowing and very very difficult. And a lot of the time, you just press the camera to your eyes because if it's if a screen is in if a screen is uh, mediating it, mm-hmm. then it doesn't feel quite as real. So yeah. a few times, like you, you'd walk around with just the camera to your eye, and just to pretend it's not real. Wow. Uh, and then it's not until when you get back and you realise, like, you know, that was that that was genuinely a near-death experience. Mm. Uh, and, and there are there are a few occasions where like trees falling down, and uh, if we were, uh, I guess, ten seconds ahead of where we were, or ten seconds behind, maybe we wouldn't have made it. And yeah, and and, uh, and when the program actually came out, and you're you're seeing this, it's like. <laughs> Why did I ever put myself into this situation? <laughs> yeah, 
for two reasons. Um, one, because it's obviously very, very dangerous. Um, and why would I, apart from the excitement of these, the um, extremity of these hurricanes. Mm. Extremity, is that a word? Yeah, it gets me now. It is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, we were, uh, during the time I didn't realise this, but afterwards we realised that we're going, we're going to these places on purpose. Mm. We're putting ourselves into these situations and the people that are already there, um, that's their home, so they want to stay. Mm. A lot of people stayed... Um, they're just... don't know how to say this. Um, Sentimentally attached. They Yeah, and, and also they just didn't really want to leave just because they were being told to. Yeah. So they were quite... Stubborn, yeah. They were, they were being quite stubborn, mm. and a lot, they, were, they were like, "Oh, we get hurricanes every." Almost did the accent, by the way. Oh, we get hurricanes every single year. Uh, I live through Hurricane Katrina. This hurricane's not going to get me. Yeah. And then you go back in the houses in there. Um, so yeah, so we're putting ourselves into that situation on purpose, and also from that, us being there means that we're taking away four or five people's worth of supplies whether that's petrol or food a lot of the time we would um we'll get all of our supplies from the outside maybe maybe in the state next maybe in the state next door and bring everything in so we wouldn't be taking anything from any locals mm. um so we'd have like jerry cans and things like that but eventually we do need to get petrol but um yeah so it's um i guess there's a small tax because if you weren't doing that, the awareness wouldn't be so high. Like because it's an entertaining TV show, <clears throat> it's like exposing people to like the horror of it. Like a war journalist has to be there in order to. If we didn't have war journalists, we wouldn't know about like mm. the Holocaust. Like there would be no footage of like the aftermath, and like and then you wouldn't see the impact of it, how awful it was. So, um, I think it's a small cost to fight people's supplies in order to to convey how fucking awful they are. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Uh, but just not, um, just moving moving away from the super emotional stuff, yeah, like yeah. just just in terms of the practicality of filming a show like this, and yeah. um, it's it's just impossible. Like you can't plan anything because it's the weather, yeah. and um, a lot of the time we would be there for maybe two weeks. So three days, three to four days before the hurricane, we'd we'd hear about the hurricane maybe four or three days before, get on the plane and go. We'd already have our bags packed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, this one in Florida, uh, I got a call on a Sunday morning that um, I needed to be at Gatwick in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> to have a bag packed all the time. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I was yeah. like, okay, uh, there's no trains, it's Sunday. And it's, yeah, it's uh, uh, a lot of the time, because you're always on the move, um, you don't get any sleep. Mm. And after the hurricane, there's usually nowhere to sleep, so you just, so you just don't. Um, so... Um, my my first experience of doing these shows, we did two typhoons in Japan, that which are forty eight hours after each other, and then we heard that a hurricane was on the way to Hawaii, Hurricane Hector, I think. No, Hurricane Lane. Yeah, Hurricane Lane. Um, and uh, yeah, three hurricanes in a row in the space of three weeks. That one in Hawaii didn't actually end up hitting. The re- the reason that we went there is um, for. It's for the news story. So hurricanes barely ever hit Hawaii. Mm. So it, 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 in the hurricane chaser's words, this is like 
Hurricane Chasers Fool's Gold. That's the right term, yeah. Um, and yeah, so three weeks of not not really eating anything, maybe gas station snacks, um, maybe two hours sleep a night because of, over my role, I would assist with the filming mm-hmm. and that side of things. But then when everyone else goes to bed, I had to back up all the cards, um, make sure everything was safely backed up because if we lost it, oh my God. Um, and then I would get sleep. And that was always an ongoing process. So um, when we got back to England, I was just a shell of a person. I had to go via the office on my way home to drop off the hard drives. And then I got home and I, it, it was early in the morning. And I was like, I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to go for like a half an hour nap just so I can make it to the evening. And then I went to bed and woke up 16 hours later. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just the, the most, unhel- most unhealthiest I've ever felt. And it was just, uh, yeah, I think, um, so a, a friend of mine, he um, has experience with the military and the army, and he's, he said, you know, you, I'm very, very certain that you have PTSD from this experience. Yeah. And I kind of brushed it off like, oh, I'm fine, fine, but then thinking back and watching, re-watching the shows again, getting these like, physical feelings of anxiety, then maybe, maybe. Yeah. But um, I, I was asked the other day um, if... If I was asked to do it again, would you? Would you? And the answer, answer is I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Which sounds, after saying everything I've just said now, me saying maybe, it's, <laughs> it's just the stupidest thing ever. But I'm remembering a lot of the good times as well. Yeah. That sounds like such a... No, 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 but, I get uh, it. But, but, but obviously we did a lot of travelling. We saw, as well as the horrible things... So a lot of amazing things like we stayed in New Orleans for twenty four hours as a um, as a day off because um, we, we, after Hurricane Michael we were there for two weeks filming and halfway through that we just uh, we we'd seen so much awful things we, we said to the production company we need we need <laughs> just twenty four hours <laughs> so we, we, just, we just need twenty four hours somewhere and we drove down the coast to New Orleans and that was really good um, and yeah and there is like a degree of excitement there and I think I'm just holding holding on to these stories and me being like, oh yeah, the hurricane chaser dude. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, that is stupid. Why would I knowing, knowingly put myself back into that situation, which was awful. Cathedral. Yeah. It's, <laughs> okay, yeah, so in, in, in the lead up to the hurricanes, you get about three days of just chasing, mm. trying to get to the right spot, figuring out where you're going to be, making sure your supplies are are topped up so when we were driving there we are stopping at every, every single gas station to make sure we um, even if it's even if we're like at seven eighths of a tank we'd, we'd fill up to full because yeah. that is um, then according to like, the hurricane chaser Josh the golden rule is to never run out of gas because that's useless if you're running if you're running out of gas you're you're done for that's yeah. it um, and yeah, so in the lead up, it's, it's quite exciting. You're like, oh, this story, and you can see that thing, things, things hunkering down, and places being boarded up, and then, and then you, you, and all of a sudden you're in the hurricane. And it's a rush, and it's a real physical feeling, um, and every hurricane has has a sound, and a lot of time it's just like a constant screaming sound. Or, uh, yeah, so the hurricane chaser Josh, he he said, yeah, man, every every hurricane has has a sound, and. Hurricane Michael, he screamed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
during the hurricanes there's a really low air pressure so the oxygen in your blood is you, you have a real super heightened adrenaline mm. and then when the hurricane goes those three days of no sleep the adrenaline goes and you feel like you're going to collapse but the immediate devastation is the thing that needs to be filmed the most so that's when your job gets the hardest yeah when you feel the absolute worst and so and then and then that continues for two weeks <laughs> once you have that as a standard everything else must seem easy like which is why i think when i met you i was like this guy is zen as fuck because you're never stressed like you're always calm on and the, it must on, be on the on the outside i guess <laughs> oh like your concept of what hard work is is different to like let's say an average person it's like no oh, my day was hard i did you know nine to five and i i like stared at the cashier register like knowing that you did you know that level of output for such mm. a long time i think creates a different kind of person maybe yeah i think uh, a lot of uh, 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 before all this, I did karate for a very, very long time as well, which, as well as being um, a great physical thing to do, it's a quite good mental thing to do as well, because mm-hmm. you are having to control a lot of emotions, like in fights, yeah. all that. You, you, you want to get really angry and let that rage kind of control the fight, but it just means you get really, really sloppy. So um, that we're really, really taught to control our emotions and stay as zen as possible. Yeah, disciplined. Yeah, discipline. Yeah, 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 discipline. So you're a black belt. I, yeah, yeah, I am yeah. a black belt. <laughs> <laughs> or full royal champion as well. Fuck. <laughs> when I was thirteen. <laughs> Amazing. It's, but you're so mm. humble. Uh, like to talk to you. Like people just don't know this unless you like. You just like drop these bombshells <laughs> in conversation. It's like, fuck. Like like these are things like worth talking about, and uh, which is why I wanted you on here. Well, I, I think if I just. If you bragged about it, I'd hate you. Yeah, but if I brought up straight away, my name's Matt, I'm a hurricane chaser, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, two years ago, I chased hurricanes. Yeah. No, no big deal. Yeah. But yeah. You could take on the voice and be like, yeah, you know, like, I'm just you know, like, pretentious, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck that. Which is, the again, why I like you. It says a lot about you. Um, and just like patching everything together, like your past, your accomplishments, and, and who you are now. Like, it's just, it's, like calming to be around and yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad I have that effect yeah, thank you I love you man <laughs> <laughs> love you too um, so when we were running this is a good segue to when we were running we mm. we ran along the coast of Brighton and there are these wind turbines and there's there's two on the coast and then we ran under it mm. and it was completely silent but on the build up to it it was very, a very strange yeah yeah and then I, I asked you why that was and then you compared it to the inside of a Hurricane. The eye, yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. I don't know what the inside <laughs> of the eye is like. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> um, so in in the lead up to the eye, the eye wall is the strongest part of the hurricane. So if you think about if, if, if a circle is moving in, in this direction and this circle, the, the outer rain bands, it's probably maybe 10 kilometers across. You can get hurricanes which are 100 miles across. Um, Usually, the smaller they are, the stronger they are. So, and if you imagine when it comes into the center, it goes, it goes really fast and then disperses out. So, the eye wall is the strongest part, and you get, um, I can't remember what the figures are, but maybe 145 miles an hour sustained winds with up to maybe 190, 200 gusts, Jesus. which is, um, you know, 
concrete building flattening stuff yeah. uh, and then w within the space of a minute it just it disappears and you're met with just zero wind you could build a stack of cards outside um, you look up and there's a circle of clouds above you N not a small one as in you can you can tell that there's like a wall of clouds around you you can't really see them moving um, and then it's just from going from that ex ex extreme stress to total peacefulness and sometimes the sun comes out if, if it's in the middle of the day then the sun comes out um, which is quite rare uh, 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 the majority of hurricanes happen at night and no one really knows why um, but this this big one was during the day and yeah, we were in the eye um, yeah so just to repeat myself going to going from that extreme stressful state to oh, this is tranquility it's a very very strange and also the air pressure is really low as well so you do feel slightly high mm. um, and um, was it uh, we couldn't savor it for too long because we were we, we had stuff to film. I I I tried to fly a drone in the eye, <laughs> but the, the the air the air pressure was so low that the drone only got like twenty meters up. Had it right. freaked out and then came back down again. Wow. Um, and there's also the sense of um, we're only halfway through this now. Yeah. The next bit of wind we get is going to be this the other half of the eye wall, right? This is this is a circle, so. Um, you go outside. In some cases, uh, see. In some cases, you have to move the car to the other side of the building. So, so you're on the new downwind side, because obviously it's turning yeah. this way. And if you're here, um, the wind's coming in this direction. And then when, or when the hurricane continues going, then the the wind is coming into the other direction. So you need to change whatever side of the building you're wanting on the downwind side. Yeah. Um, and. You can be switched on like all the time during this. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes they can last a minute, and sometimes they can last ten minutes, maybe half an hour. Jeez. Um, when, when we were in Japan, we were told this story um, by this Japanese farmer. I can't remember his name, but he was a really interesting guy. Mm. Um, he translated my tattoo for me, which is really cool. What does it say? Okay. Uh, so uh, we we're talking. I, I have had all my tattoos kind of covered up mm -hmm. because uh, in, in we were told that in Japan, if you're not as much if you're a tourist, yeah. but um, usually um, tattoos, uh, tattoos are quite taboo because usually it relates to gang to gang Triad culture. Stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not so much now but we're in quite we're in quite an old school part of japan we're in the um uh oh my god we're we're in the islands um in southern japan i've completely forgotten the name that's cool i don't know you could tell me anything <laughs> well the, the island that we're on was called yakushima oh. i can't remember the well, i can't remember what the cluster of islands is called um and yeah, so I had my tattoos covered up. It was a really, really hot day, so I, I, I rolled, I rolled my sleeves. And he told me, "And this, you're on." Okay. Yeah. So uh, I was talking, and he was, <laughs> "Have you heard of the samurai?" And they told me this whole story about how the samurai used to train their spirits, um, because that was almost their secret weapon and most powerful weapon. Um, so it essentially means it's, it's, it's a mixture of dialects, mm -hmm. but 
So it's quite hard to translate directly into English, but it essentially means to foster a strong spirit brings great strength. And, it, and this is my karate clubs like, like logo. I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> and this is my karate uh, for for last thirty years. It's been my karate clubs logo and motto. Mm. And it, um, they've always known it's meant something like that, but to have it confirmed, yeah, was great. But yeah, I, I was, uh, so, uh, so this farmer told us of a story. Um, it's going back to eyes of hurricanes, and this was something that his grandpa told him um, that before hurricanes were really, really understood. Uh, they were just storms, and they, obviously they didn't have any satellite imagery of what of, of what it really looked like. So um, there was this one time uh, that there was a really, really extreme storm, a hurricane. Well, in, in Japan they're called typhoons, even though they're the same thing. Australia, cyclones, but okay. they are all yeah. uh, tropical storms, and the rest of the world calls them hurricanes. Big spirals of wind. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, but they just thought it was a really extreme storm, and then the eye of the hurricane came. So it was peaceful, and peace and quiet. And then, when that happened, all of the fishermen went back out in their boats. And then, obviously, the the other half of the hurricane came. That's right. Um, so it's because it's something that not many people experience. It's, it's really hard to fully explain. You had to be there, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's on the Japan sort of point, I remember watching a documentary about the the um, tsunami, and it was it was awful. Um, mm. Again, like second most terrifying thing, I think. Um, and there was this old village, and they had like a centuries old like landmark milestone, like halfway up a mountain. It said, "Do not build lower than this point." And uh, when the tsunami happened, the, the water reached within like three, four hundred meters of this landmark, everything below was just washed away. And it's like someone figured that out <laughs> like over generations, like wow. just wisdom passed down. Uh, well, it, the, the way that Japan views hurricanes is really, really interesting and um, totally different to America. Um, so because Japan gets a lot of typhoons, um, maybe 30 to 40 a year, um, usually, usually around um, our summertime and our, our autumn time, um, because you have so many high, so many. There's only strong trees left. There's only strong structures. Um, it's unlike America. It's quite it's quite mountainous. So there's natural windbreakers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the shops stay open <laughs> during these hurricanes. These people driving around in these tiny little K cars. The, the, uh, the majority of their cars are very very small. Mm -hmm. uh, because their engines are only this big, so it means that they barely pay any tax for them. So they're quite frugal. Um, uh, so yeah, their, their attitude to hurricanes is just totally different. Yeah. And for them, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a day that you have to stay inside. Yeah. And that's kind of it, really. It's, it, it, it's very, very different in other parts of the world. Um, obviously, in America, it's, um, it can be. Well, um, as I said, it, it is super, super devastating. Usually, the effects are a lot worse because of the landscape and it being so flat. It can go miles inland. Because a lot of a lot of hurricanes always happen on the coast because they're storms that happen at sea that come on land. Yeah. And hurricanes that stay just at sea, their uh, hurricane chasers call them fish, <laughs> just because they just stay on the sea. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's. Devastating for any inconvenience in life, anyway. Like so, in, any viewers that are not from England, 
um, we don't have shit here. <laughs> like, it's, it's calm no, all the yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit rainy today and a bit windy. Yeah, like I might not walk to the shop because I don't want to get a bit wet. Like, but yeah. other than that, there's no predators. It's dreary. No, yeah. yeah like, and I don't think anything can happen. There's no tectonic plates. So we don't really get earthquakes. We're very fortunate. Yeah, it's, it's great. I'm privileged. <laughs> um, so I think people that live in these sort of environments just kind of get used to it. And like, I, so, yeah. I crave stuff like that because anytime my life is like easy, I'm like, mm, something's wrong here because <laughs> like, I'm not preparing for something or like something's going to happen that will, you know, I won't be ready for. So I always feel yeah. the need to be in this state of like, sort of worry, <laughs> which wow. isn't healthy. You need to relax sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I was going to actually compare the, uh, the eye of the storm as like an analogy for like life like everything's spiraling like out of control <laughs> and then you find moments of peace and but you can only let it move you know for so long before it happens again oh, yeah yeah but eventually that will pass too that could be an analogy for death i don't know <laughs> yeah, it could be an analogy for anything <laughs> yeah everything's an analogy uh, can mm-hmm. you hand me that yoga block please to your mm-hmm. thanks man i need to sit up more because uh this these seats are uncomfortable so. Better, there we go. That's right. You just want to be taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the, the cut-off seat, but so yeah, the, the studio is comfy. Yeah. I, I, I like it. It will get better. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is number three. Like, I want to see what number three hundred will be like. Mm. What what will we do? Like, that's the radio thing. Um. Yeah, but running man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we went away from the running. Um, that's what really brought us together, right? Yeah. So we. Um, obviously lockdown took away our ability to climb because a lot of the centres closed and a lot of the outdoor spaces um, they're um, similar in a similar way that National Trust kind of um, uh, runs certain areas and can close them off it's a similar thing for various climbing walls or climbing uh, crags outside so um, that was taken away from from us and we kind of just got into running together yeah. and we just became quite close from that because yeah. I think um, when you go running if you if you run for long enough and far enough that you can get into quite a, a, a runnable state where you can be very very open and we have some we have some amazing chats yeah deep on our runs <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's therapy uh, runs it's yeah, they really work. were um I say work, there was more. <laughs> yeah. Running them, um, so you're away working recently. And uh, yeah, I've been doing them on my own. But for the first week, I didn't. I'll admit that. Um, I mean, either. Yeah. It's, I felt significantly <clears throat> more different. Um, yeah. It's important to run by yourself sometimes, though. I guess. Yeah, now and again, I like to put in like some hand zimmer and sprint. Like, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I always worry when we run together. Like, if I push and then I run out, that'll be your standard now because that's what you do and then you'll you'll just oh. carry on at that speed and then I'll fuck myself because <laughs> uh, yeah I noticed that I'll like I'll push to my limit and then you'll kind of like catch me and then that's it that's your standard I don't know man you you have stamina for days I don't know how you do it uh, on our first few runs together I, was, I, I could not keep up with you mm-hmm you're nearly like a couple of hundred meters behind. Um, but that was a horrendous run. Oh, it's like a couple of hills, couple right? hundred. That's a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of meters. <laughs> a couple of meters behind. Um, yeah, that was a hot day and a, and a long climb. That was yeah. a hell of a hill. Um, about halfway through, I felt like my legs were just hollow and I just couldn't step. So we got 
Yeah, we've got ice creams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a no judgment. We got, I got like a free ice cold, uh, what are they call like sun pack drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, delicious. Beautiful. Yeah, I like, they, were, they were like good moments too, because I, um, I, I tried to do like an episode about running, which I'm probably going to redo. I filmed mm-hmm. it, and it's, it was so low energy, because it was late at night, and like I was trying to push too hard, so I even really want to do this when I'm in like a good like, mood, otherwise uh, I don't want to pass on that bad energy, right? Because yeah. um, it all conveys your like, tone, like uh, the way your face looks, and everything like that. Um, so I want to do it again, but um, some of the, the qualities of, of running is that when you get to a stage like we have, where we're like, same speed, same energy output, um, you you can relax, right? And we have these therapy mm. talks, and but then you can ad- admire the scenery around you. And like where we ran to like Devil's Dyke, there were the, the guys with kites flying around, mm. and like it's just rolling landscapes. And like I remember when I first started running, like years and years and years ago, um, I couldn't even really see my peripheral vision would close in because it would oh. just like, all I could feel was like head pain, sweat. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and whenever I talk to someone who doesn't run. Um, because I always talk about run-ups, uh, and I'm like, oh, I wish I loved running, but I just can't get into it. Like, I can see why, because yeah, it sucks. Yeah, the first month really sucks. My, yeah. uh, 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 one of my really close, oh, probably one of my closest friends, Phil, he's just, over the last few months of of lockdown, has gotten really into running, mm-hmm. and he, I'm really, really proud of him, he, really, he rode out the first month, and his aim was to try and get a, to do a 5K without stopping, and then once he got that, he, his aim was to get a 5k within uh, half an hour and he got that and yeah and he just he just continued going and then so he was stuck doing 5k's and then all of a sudden he texted me saying I just did a oh god how far have I got 15 pounds to run and I've just I've just experienced my first run at high <laughs> I, I, I'm always going to do longer runs now <laughs> and I was like what and this is someone who and he always ran by himself mm-hmm. so it's just really interesting to see someone who wasn't really interested in in the beginning to self-motivate and start doing this without any outside influences and push through that first month knowing that there was a light at the end of the tunnel and getting there and now it's it's kind of it's kind of all we talk about yeah we should get him on this podcast yeah hell yeah yeah totally three, three of us talking about running he's yeah. really really interesting because there's so much to it again it's like is that a boring topic like running like no there's so much in it like mm. not just like the mental state you have to be in to like progress because mm. let's face it you can go for a run like I, mean, I remember when I first started I, would, I wouldn't really have any goals I would just go for a run until I got tired and then I'd hate it and come back and then yeah. I'd take like a month off because it hurts and stretch but there's like mentality like the rules about stretching afterwards uh, we should eat and drink uh, equipment to to carry and wear like yeah, yeah you know, just tips about that how are you going to carry your phone listen to music if, you, if, if that's your thing yeah yeah like uh, we should go through like tips about what we uh what we do for for new runners. Any new runners out there? Here's some, oh no! Some pro tip. Mine's definitely the keys and a sock. Like give you a hay running with a key and it jangles. Yeah, or just have a housemaid that can just let you back in at the end. That too. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or just leave a window slightly cracked open so you. Can, that's what you see at uni. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a window. A Actually, called something. in my roommate's window. <laughs> yeah. I could open you up to some scenarios <laughs> yeah uh, um, yeah I mean it's so hard because there, there are so many tips for new runners mm-hmm. and uh, I think I if I had if I don't know if I had a list of three if I tried to think of a list of three give me three now like, right now Matt uh, okay um, so 
I, I I always feel better when I'm running with someone else, especially mm -hmm. if they're uh, if uh, from a similar ability or even if they're a little a little bit better. So when we started running, you were a little bit better than me because um, it had been a really, really long time for mm -hmm. me. Um, and for one, it was just more fun, some someone to talk to, and also someone to kind of push to, so, so, uh, and someone to just to push you. Mm -hmm. um, saying that there are other ways of pushing yourself, so there's um, other uh, tools you can use like Couch to 5K. There's a program for that. Um, that's really good. I, I know lots of people that have done that and are still doing it. It's really Explain great. That for people that don't know because I don't know. Couch to, couch to 5K. I've never done it. So it's um, it's a program to the people who have never really run before to eventually reach their first 5 5 Like from five a couch and sofa to 5K. Yeah. And, 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 and I think they have. Um, uh, similar to podcasts like playlists mm -hmm. or like yeah I, I, I suppose a, a playlist where um, you, 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 you choose to listen to that playlist um, at this point in the program because uh, the songs last for how long you probably should be running for and the tempo of the song is probably the tempo that you should be running to and they'll have a lull which is when you should naturally rest because it's quite easy to just I'm just going to push through this and just yeah. really kill myself whereas at the beginning you, you, you need to you, it is good to push yourself but you've got to be quite gentle with yeah, yourself as well yeah. because you don't want to get injured because then it will be uh, a month before you try it again and you'll be back to um, you, you, you'll feel behind where you used to be and that's a big demotivator for some people like me like if uh, when I'm like oh I'm not good as I used to be maybe I'll maybe I'll just yeah you know, all the excuses come out like oh, oh yeah, yeah. I have to quit like yeah but um and so, uh, I, but I think the biggest thing is just consistency. So what was it? Three points, three tips. I guess I've only said two so far. So um, um, have something to push yourself, which is either someone else or a program like Couch to 5K or even doing like park runs. In, in the UK, there's, there's, there's park runs and they're, they're only 5K and you can run with a group of people. So... Have something to push you or a goal in mind, whether it's a race. So, okay, number one, <laughs> something to push you, which is either um, a running buddy, uh, a program, or a goal in mind. Number two is just to keep things as consistent as you can and not killing yourself. Yep. So, um, doing not too much straight away. Yeah, so, maybe like a, couple, like a couple runs a week and the distance is quite small. And then number three, would be just to just to care for yourself and to um, really pay attention to um, your mobility. So um, warming up and stretching and cooling down and stretching and you know very using things like foam rollers, which I love. Um, and yeah, to say yeah, I couldn't live without so, that. So, something <laughs> something to motivate you, consistency and a way of keeping your body healthy because running is good for you in a lot of ways but it's also quite bad for you in some ways like your knees it's not you know it's yeah. not necessarily the best and it's like intentionally exhausting yourself for that day you use a ton of your energy right so if you don't yeah. like restock and refuel like, yeah but uh, particularly i used to when i was a complete idiot like 10 years ago i'm like oh, i'm dieting so i'll go for a run and then eat like minimal because oh, yeah. I'm trying to like, lose weight, like it's not that how that's not how it works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you've got to refuel like water and mm. food. Yeah, for sure. Is and it's important to try and make it as fun as you can as well. Because runs aren't really 
mm-hmm. that fun, but they're not really supposed to be. Well, they can they can be. Um, so, you know, try to listen to a podcast that you really enjoy to get your mind out of where, uh, to, to take your mind away from that small voice inside of you saying, ah, you should probably walk for a bit now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's important. I fucking hate that voice. Sometimes, it, sometimes <laughs> you do really need to walk. Yeah, which, which is fine. Uh, yeah, or, or, or some music that you can just get really, really into. Mm. So, yeah, yours is like the Avengers. <laughs> when, yeah. we, when we end up running, you're always like, Avengers time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put the Avengers soundtrack on. Yeah, I used to start runs with the Avengers theme because it always is it's, it's that, you, you know, sometimes you have that one song that always gives you goosebumps. Yeah. And when I listen to the Avengers, like, da 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 da. Just motivates me and brings me to that mo- that moment at the end of Endgame. I'm like, oh, damn, sir. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll um, yeah, we try to re- finish runs on sprints just because it's yeah. And then you fucking fun. destroy me, and every time I'm like, <laughs> although the last one I, I managed to sort of keep in, intact with you, but yeah, you're you're definitely a sprinter. Uh, yeah, the speed is unnatural. Um, you should. In fact, I'd love to film it one day. Um, just to, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I think uh, we've we've touched on the subject of our mentality um, that that's really important for exercise because uh, uh, a lot of people that I talk to about exercise that they they're not doing it um, and because I'll post on Instagram all the time like something I'm doing and then I'll get people like ah. Oh, like that, that's like tons of effort well they knew and like in my eyes it's, it's not like you, you anyone could do this this is just like mm-hmm. a standard like like every, but it's the perception of how hard it is that stops you from doing it and uh, my best friend James who will be on the podcast soon um, his attitude to exercise is to like just destroy himself no matter what it's weights like Mm-hmm. like running it with like just it has to be horrendous like military grade fit. and he does it but like he hates it but just, just doesn't sound fun yeah <laughs> and the reason he's adjusted to this like if you enjoy the exercise you'll look forward to doing it and then you'll do it more often and then you'll get better results oh yeah of course yeah and it's completely changed he's enjoying it and anyway, we'll see the results as they come um but i realized i was kind of doing that too i was like you know like with the, the long distance runs mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not enjoyable um, so doing them too often is kind of makes you not want to run for a bit and I did take some time off after oh cool it's a really yeah. long it, it's run. good to balance like if you just do like a 5k yeah uh, one day and then, then then we might do like a fun 15 kilometer together and then so, sometimes maybe once a month we'll do like a, like a half marathon like yeah. they've done a couple of times yeah uh, yeah it's just about listening to your body mm-hmm. and just doing best thing for it yeah because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to do something where it makes the next three days kind of unbearable <laughs> and, and regretful yeah because that affects your like uh, your everything like so even if you suddenly start like uh, lurching forward because your shoulders hurt from like just from mm. the, the doms like then your your psyche goes like because if you if you change the way you stand like if you push your chest out and Put your hand on your hip in a power pose, yeah. then like you feel more confident and happier. But then if you've you've got aches and pains, you lean forward and you're like cramped up. Then like that affects your head state. You feel much more comfy. Yeah, feel lower than everyone. <laughs> yeah, and then you're not who you should be or who you're trying to achieve through exercising. You're like, yes, my lord, <laughs> please uh, give me things, help me. Um, so which is like where I've gone now is like the whole change I've gone through in life is a change of mentality um, by taking care of yourself and then you can look at the world differently and then everyone around you can do the same and you're drawn to certain people and and to take that back to running it's 
um, in, in terms of the, the mental side of things. Well, a lot of people use it as a really good form of, of meditation because mm-hmm. it's quite close to it because it's um, a prolonged state of focus into one thing. Yeah. So you kind of forget about maybe the outside world for a bit and you're just kind of concentrating what what's happening inside, whether it's how much your knees hurt, how out of breath you are, or whatever you're listening to. It's just a good way of clearing your mind. Yeah, yeah, because once you're, if it's creativity uh, or whatever focal point it is, it gives your brain time to process, which is um, not something that the, the narration voice in your head is doing, because that's mm-hmm. problem solving, like, you know. And we always talk about the, the kind of changing the voice in your head from like the moaning, like, oh, I want to stop, to like, come on! Like, <laughs> um, just to like push you a bit more. Mm. But there's that other part um, that like figures shit out for you. And mm. you like, without even saying it, you kind of just know what to do or how things will happen. Um, I like that part. Yeah. 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 Meditation. Okay. Um, I'm not very good at meditation. I always, uh, my mind always drifts. Yeah, there's something I need to practice. It's something I really wish I was good at. I think that's part of it, though. Like, so it's like being overstimulated, right? So if you if you know, you're always gotta like watch TV, you gotta like be on your phone, you gotta like watch TikToks, Instagram, scroll, 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 like, everything. It's all like busy, busy, busy. And then when you take that all away, your your brain tries to do it on its own, right? And then like, it, yeah, true, yeah. and then you get bored, and then you start drifting into like memories and then you start processing those memories and then all yeah. of a sudden you figured out why you get angry at this thing and then you're like oh i can stop doing that and then you don't get angry at the thing anymore and, yeah. and, and I, I, it's a lot about um uh, letting your mind drift and allowing it to do that so mm-hmm. your your thoughts are drifting but that's because you allowed them to yeah <laughs> you know? true so true. and and it's about noticing when your mind does drift and just bring it back to for example, your breathing. So, um, yeah, I think it's just listening to what your brain is doing because a lot of the time it's just a car that's out of control mm-hmm. and it's just putting you back behind the steering wheel, I suppose. Yeah. And it's something that I need to practice more. Yeah. I don't think there's a limit to what people, I mean, obviously you have to like get up and eat food and like go to work and stuff, but like I think everyone should do it as much as they can, whether it be sitting cross-legged and mmm or just sitting on the sofa and thinking for a bit. Yeah, just taking um, five minutes out yeah. to, to just think about how, how you're breathing. Yeah, I do it too much, if anything. <laughs> like, I, I spend a lot of time thinking um, and, and just processing, but I, I need to. It's been a, a, long, <laughs> a long life. I need to figure a lot of stuff out in order to be a, a good human again. Mm. Um, and I think I'm leaps and bounds since I've started, and, uh, which is why I've done all this. Um, it's why I've kind of sort of direct my uh, my content in, in a way of it because I want to pass it on because like I observe people now and I'm aware of that they need to do it like you can mm-hmm. you can see their kind of like faults that they're, they're fucking stuff up and they're not even aware of it yet and you could try and tell them like hey if you act like this and you do this then it's going to go bad mm-hmm. they're not going to listen but or they'll listen but they won't hear you they won't apply it you just have to watch them make the mistake but if you were to take another approach to it and say like hey practice meditation i meditate like, it's not a big deal there's you know it's not like a dickheadish thing mm. and if you can inspire them to do it and they start doing it and maybe they won't go down that road it won't be so bad you know, like yeah so that's what i'm trying to do mm. <laughs> uh, that was beautiful man i love the way you said that thanks man <laughs> i'm glad like yeah it seems um well, this is in my own head like uh, when i start doing this kind of thing it seems a bit like self-inflating um like i'm trying to do it for the wrong reasons 
Um, but I have to sort of rein it in and, and think I'm not, I'm doing it because I, w- I want to inspire the sort of things that help me because for a long time mm. I was just a mess and obviously making mistakes and fucking stuff up. So like uh, I figured it out, like, I had help for figuring it out and um, I want to pass it on. Like, that, that's, that's all this is. Um, and I enjoy doing it. So if you enjoy doing the thing you love for, for work, you never work a day in your life. So like, here I am. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to fit in <laughs> before running, actually, because uh, I said that running brought us closer. Mm. Um, I think the thing that really brought us closer, and when I realized I fucking love you, was on my birthday, because I hate my birthday every year. I hate it. It's like, oh, like, me, me too. Yeah. And uh, you have a skull for yours, though. <laughs> you can uh, love it next uh, year. I always, have, I always have an odd sad patch on my birthday. Me too. I don't know why. I think it's because it's a focal point on you, right? And uh, for people like us, we don't like that, uh, really. Like... Mm. To feel, I suppose we do because we're doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but like to be um, celebrated for, for no real reason other than being born seems kind of like to if I achieve something. I haven't really thought about it, but you're probably right. Yeah, I guess that's what I found. Like I don't feel like I deserve gifts, man. Anyway, whatever. Like uh, um, that, I laughed my head off on my birthday when you sent me a very niche <laughs> video of you singing the Terry Fold Flaps from Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's anyone's got my humour. Like I listen to that song like like once a week. Uh, like, <laughs> it's a great song. Yeah, some people don't even know what it is, or they don't understand the concept of what it's trying to convey. Like oh, just great. the very humour of Rick and Morty. Yeah, people just don't get it, but you do. <laughs> it's just it's fucking beautiful, man. Um, so yeah, okay. Uh, so we've been doing this roughly half an hour, forty minutes. Um, really? Yeah. So I suppose we could roll it up to uh, what you're doing with your photography because um, there's another facet on the great oh, Matt yeah. Diamond is that you take pictures of climbers while you're on a harness hanging off cliffs. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be Jimmy Chin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, at the very beginning of lockdown, uh, I, was, I was furloughed, so I had um, a lot of time and uh, not very much to do. So when... Uh, various outdoor crags started to open up um i I, i've always loved photography um and i really love climbing so i thought this is the perfect time whilst i've got lots of spare time to just just try to combine those things and not really make it into a business just because just do it because i really enjoy it um so i reached out to a bunch of local climbers uh on various like social media page like southeast climbers and that kind of thing um, just say, hey, I just, I, I want to take pictures of climbing. Can I join anyone climbing and just, and you can just you, you can have the photos for free and you can you do whatever you want with them. Just let let me take photos of you. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've been uh, I haven't been doing it as much in the last month or so. So I think the, the weather's pretty suck. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just um, it's good fun. But it's a it is it's a lot of problem solving. So um, not only um yeah yeah so so just from a how how the photos look standpoint you're either uh, is you're either trying to find a photo you're trying to frame it so that the climber and the move that are doing look really really difficult and really, really challenging there's a lot of jeopardy there uh whereas in bouldering in bouldering they're usually only a meter off the ground so <laughs> yeah it's not a big deal, right? <laughs> um so yeah you're, you're trying to make the, the the climber look really impressive and the move really hard and then you're fighting with 
composing a nice looking photo. Um, and then it's, it's when those two marry up, um, that's when it, um, it is quite effective. And it, 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 may, it may happens, might even remember, like one in a thousand photos, mm. it's really frustrating. So I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out how to uh, make that happen more. <laughs> it's like the sweet point. Hints and tips that you collect, I guess. Like. Yeah, and um, and when you're doing it on um, just in terms of, of a access point of view, it's yeah, it's problem solving. So you've got to figure out where you're going to be and where uh, kind of what um, how the climber is going to read the route, and uh, and you've got to figure out where where you're going to be and how to get there. So you might. Um, you know, um, uh, you might you might um, you might abseil down from the top of the wall, and just to get to a good point. But then usually you're in quite a, an awkward place. Uh, I don't have the equipment to go back up the rope again, so sometimes I'll have to drop all the way down, running, run to the stop, <laughs> uh, run back to the top, and then go back down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a really fun thing to do. I haven't really done it as much as I as I as I've wanted to. I wish I did more. But um, yeah, it's just it's just good fun, and we just enjoying taking photos again. Yeah. Um, uh, I went through a stage of not really doing that many. I, I mean, I did oh, I did your photos a few about Which a month ago. Made that video. Um, they were incredible. I love um, doing it. I'll do it again. Thanks, man. Always, always. Um, that, that when I was correlating the sort of videos and pictures I had, I had done myself, like uh, they just they didn't quite look that good and uh, I messaged you and I was like yeah. spraying petrol or what was it white spirits in front of a candle super, behind it super safe <laughs> yeah to like set fire to the, the skull and then uh, you were immediately around like I want to do this <laughs> as the, the pictures were like mind blowing like I, I, I want them as like wallpapers for phones like it's just just cool it made that pendant so much better than it that it was oh um, man I'll, I'll do it again oh, it was so much fun man thanks man yeah yeah well, I mean I'm kind of like when I try and make something, I'm kind of like, how can how can I tailor it to like uh, do something like we did again, like um, mm -hmm. rather than like fire, I want like dry ice or something, or um, mm -hmm. I don't know, all sorts of like smoke and foam, um, yeah, just to make it interesting. Uh, how that comes to that stuff comes after the huh? yeah, what the project actually <laughs> is, you know. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, as project projects go, I'm, I'm never happy. With what I make anyway, like I always, I because I because I make it, I'm kind of like, oh, that didn't go how I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. But like everyone else is like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So every every project to me can be better than it was. Um. So, for you to like, edit it in a way like to bring all the colors out, mm -hmm. just it's the first time I've been like blown away by my own work. And I was like, oh. wow, I made that, and yeah, it's all to nice you, man. man. <laughs> I, I had no idea you felt that way. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You should feel that way more often. That's great. I guess, I guess, so even with the most recent one with that, that lady I made, like, the, the thing about me is that everything I make, it's the first time I've made it. Like, no one's taught me how to do it. I have to figure it out as I go. And as soon as I start it and I start posting about it, like, you're sort of in that hole. Like, you have to finish it. Because <laughs> like, uh, if no one knows it, if everyone goes back to episode uh, four and um, you see the book I'm making in it, uh, that's not the same book at the end. Because <laughs> I, I had to, uh, it, well, I ruined it. I, I uh, painted the, the pages gold, which I did on a previous book. I didn't learn my lesson. Uh, and it kind of like stuck the pages together and kind of ruined it. So I had to use like a, a pre-made book. Um, so like to me, it's like, like uh, but no one noticed, no one brought it up. Uh, it still looked great. It's still a great product. But um, 
but yeah it's like that with everything i look at everything so in the future i'm going to try and make things that i really know how to make like precious metal jewelry because i did like a five-year apprenticeship and learning how to fucking do this so i should i should probably sort of re-explore some things i know but course, what yeah. i find boring i think people find like really interesting so uh, but that comes with the cost of materials things like that so uh, i still don't know what to do for october yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll see but i i know i want to do more uh, already i said i wouldn't do it until i had the budget to do it um mm -hmm. but i want to do at least three in october because every time we do the live giveaways <laughs> and only one person wins <laughs> and like the rest of the people are disappointed and like oh it's not the the energy i wanted, I wanted. yeah yeah like <laughs> oh, I didn't win. yeah like every everyone like that shows interest i'm like i want them to win but they're like they can't or anymore so that's, yeah that's the whole I guess that's the whole point. The, the aim of the game, yeah. yeah. But it would be cool if I could do three and just list them off, like, you know, one a week or something. Um, and if it gets to my milestone, then I can do things I can cast, and like 20 people can win, and, like, because the chances are going to get less and less, the more people sign up. But, um, yeah, if I can do 20, it increases chances for everyone. Um, and, yeah, do, like, big publicity stunts and stuff. It'd be great. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward I'm to it. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I will just all of our futures, like all all of the people around me, like me, you, Jack, like Mike, we're all like doing these side hustles. I think we've been forced into it from this COVID pandemic where like everything kind of shut, and we but we're given time to to create and too and, much time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm hoping for another lockdown. <laughs> Give you some more eyes on the screen. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not good for the economy or, or anything, but it keeps people safe, and you can all watch my content. <laughs> um, it's the one, so the silver lining. Yeah, yeah, and that's the way we should look at everything. Like look for the good in it. Like uh, obviously there's a shit ton of bad, but. I don't want to waste my energy to talk, talking about that. It uh, seems needless. Well, <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, so, is there anything you want to approach or mention or uh, promote? Oh man, nah, I don't. I don't want to promote anything. I just no I, I, on my way here was thinking, oh, what, what can I ask Alex? <laughs> oh no, questions for me. <gasps> mm. I have one, but I don't know how to word it. That's fair. Um, it was, it was, it's to do with your mindset when you make something mm. that you kind of go to another place in your mind. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I remember you telling me about it on a run. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. But I, I, I can't, I can't go, I can't seem to re-access that memory of, of what exactly you said. But I'm, I'm, I am intrigued by it. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I remember saying it. You say, yeah. That okay. it's not really me that does it. Yeah, um, yeah. I just found that really interesting and just not not confusing, but just it's like I need to ask about that. It sounds mental, mm. but um, I think as society becomes more aware of like the brain and what consciousness is, we're going to be like, oh, okay, this is a thing. So um, what I said to you was that when I make something, like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just sit down, I do it. But there's like another part of me that takes over, and my hands just just move. I just I just can do stuff. I know how to think, do things. I've never researched really. It's, it's already taken from inspiration of kind of like, oh, oh, I guess this works on metal, so that would work on wood. Oh, yeah, it does. Great, cool. I can carve things. Um, but it's not like a language. Like when I do something, if I'm writing something, I'm reading it in my head, like with the voice, the things. Like um, yeah, but when I'm making it, there's nothing. It's just like I'm doing. Um, 
And I think that's because there are multiples of us in our heads, not in like a schizophrenic kind of way, like uh, like there's multiple personality. I think there's different, same same being, but within. Um, and I kind of tried to write about it in uh, episode four's blog on my website. Um, <laughs> plugging. Shameless. Shameless. <laughs> Shameless. I gotta promote it. Um, about like the narrator voice that I hate so much because that's what's causing me the most problems in my life is that when you close your eyes at night you think about stuff and it's, it's a voice right it's telling you things it's a voice that tells you you're bad or tells you to stop running or tells you you're good or like so, so, sometimes it's only that voice is just to protect yourself yeah it's prominent yeah, right it's, yeah. but it's clearly a voice so yeah. if, if someone let's say 10, 20 years ago if you said there's a voice in my head people were like oh you're crazy but now we're kind of like we're all kind of like oh shit Everyone has a voice in their head. It's your narrator. Mm. But there's also like that ancestral like instinct in like the core of your brain, like that doesn't seem to have language. It, it just does stuff. It, like you know to be afraid of certain things. You know uh, how to access things. Like how where to go get water. You're thirsty. Like it's not like your brain says, oh, "I need to have a drink." You just like mm. you, you just go do it. Right. It's hard to even explain. Uh, mm. um, and that's what I think that is with the creativity. Um, and I think that's my uh, my way of meditating, for sure, is that um, I sit down and I just kind of let that go. And suddenly I have a thing. <laughs> uh, even if it's not a bench, if it's just making like a, a mezzanine bed or repotting a plant or those like, I'm using my body, I think that's what's really in charge. I'd love to look inside your brain. <laughs> like, a lot of people see it as absolute nonsense. Not, but... not in like a zombie way, just <laughs> as... I don't even know. Just <laughs> uh, love to experience your brain for a day. Yeah, that'd be great. I I don't think it's that different, but a lot of people say to me, even people that I only meet for a brief time, they're like, like you're not even on drugs, and you're thinking about this kind of shit, man. And it's like, yeah, I guess. And I've always been accused of being like way too serious, but it, it seems like the thing, things people talk about to me are like really like unless it's insignificant and boring. Like I don't care what the Kardashians. Wearing. I don't get what this Tiger Woods has done. Like, no. <laughs> I d- God damn it! <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. I mean, there are obviously like some social things that I like find interesting, but like, really, what I find interesting is the exploration of things we don't know about. And um, I have like clashes with with people like really close to me, like James, who will have a debate on, on one episode. Um, and one of my biggest pet hates with that is um, if we think we know something we tend to just draw the line and there's no revisiting to that. And that completely stops freedom of thought. Like if I told you, um, I can't think of a really good example, uh, uh, we're breathing air and then you're, you, you're not allowed to think, are we breathing something else? <laughs> like, mm. So like, would you look into that? Like, let's say we're breathing in uh, oxygen and uh, nitrogen or like, whatever it is. Mostly nitrogen, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, but let's say we just said oh, it's air. And like you're not, and like I would discourage you, but we know, like don't be stupid. So it's the same with like spirituality, same with like uh, religion, God, like aliens, like, uh, ancient civilizations, uh, global warming, race, like all these things w- we should be thinking about, and we should be allowed to think about it. But there are people and things in society that like discourage you, and it pisses me off, and I was surrounded by it for years and uh, you know I would always uh, kind of raise questions no one would want to talk about it they want to talk about like TV uh, I can hate that um, and that's essentially why I was unhappy and then, then I would stop talking about it and um, I just sort of changed who I was and tried to fit in didn't work and now I'm older I don't care <laughs> and I have uh, the ability to talk about things and 
you know, people would come and go, people that I really, really wish would like me or would interact with me uh, do go away and they, they don't and they choose to think I'm like a weirdo or like, you know, this guy's got issues um, and that's upsetting. But I'm also drawn to other people like you or tons of the people that I've met, particularly in the last couple of years, that share the same viewpoint. Like, yeah, think about it. Like, even if it's nonsense, even if you don't get anywhere, uh, it's worth thinking about just to just to see. <laughs> um, so I guess that's that's kind of where I've, I've gone way down a rabbit hole. <laughs> that's great. I'm, I'm, just being, I'm, I'm just glad I'm along for the road. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I was trying to get to a point where people shouldn't be devil's advocate, basically. We should just be free to, free to think. Um, and that's how I've got to um, this conclusion that, uh, or even onto the lines of thought process of, of what's within uh, and, and what drives me. Um, and that's allowed me to do things. Um, because, again, it's down to that perception of events, like uh, uh, the mezzanine bed in the other room that I built. Like uh, I remember talking to someone saying, um, oh, that's so hard to make. Like, how, how did you do that? Or how did you learn to do that? Like, I, you try, try, like, figure it out. Like, uh, if you believe you can do it, um, then you can. If it's like you do that and it's, uh, you're, you're proven completely wrong, and it's an exhausting experience, it costs you, <laughs> then what do you take from that? It was a lesson, you learn how to do it, if you could, would just do it again, or um, or now you know it can't be done, you know, there's a limitation there. Um, again, it's just exploring, and explore everything, explore knowledge, explore ideas, like, try things, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't even re- I can't even remember what my original question was now. That I love that to rewind. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the question was about... Um, what I said about making. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, which led to that. Uh, it comes down to, to the brain. Um, I, I love the whole topic of consciousness. Um, there's this one guy um, who was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he, he was like a neuroscientist, and he said that your eyes are your brain, and people don't think about that. They're connected. So if you imagine the nervous system, the brain, the eyes, the nervous system, that's like the brain, right? And then that's just wedged into a body. Like in those bones, and there's all the fruit flies in it. Great, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so, when you look at someone's eyes, you see their brain, and they're saying, like, the eyes are the window to the soul. Um, and you know, when you just look at someone, they're like, I fucking hate this book. <laughs> and usually they turn out to be an asshole, right? <laughs> I think that has some truth to it. So, when I look in people's eyes, I, I try and take as much as I can. Um, how, you know, and that comes with the whole body language thing, like do the eyes shoot from side to side, are they comfortable just, looking at you? Yeah. Seems body language just ask <laughs> yeah. yeah, but how do I take that? So crossed arms, is that relaxed? Or is that like shut in? Because if you push your chest out, you like ego posing. Or, who knows so much to study, but like you can avoid all of that just by looking at someone's eyes. And I feel like I can just see, like, that's Matt. He's beautiful. And I love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's a good... End point. Yeah, yeah. Great. I love you too. <laughs> yeah, man, high five. Um, we're doing more of these. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just going on forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Okay, well, thanks for watching, everyone. Um, yeah, if you're new to this, sign up to my shit. It's uh, alexanderunofficial.com. There's a giveaway every month, and there's a podcast whenever I can get people to come on. So uh, yeah, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Nice. Thanks, man. No worries. That was cool. <laughs>